This episode of the Outside Podcast is brought to you by Monument Grills and their Denali 605 Pro Smart Propane Gas Grill. Featuring six main burners and an infrared side burner, the Denali Grill solves a lot of backyard barbecue complaints before they start. There's no waiting for the grill to heat up because the Denali heats to 700 degrees Fahrenheit in just 10 minutes. And you don't have to worry about uneven heat because the Denali features patented Blaze Zone technology for consistent temperatures across the whole grill. It also has a clear viewing lid, so you don't have to keep opening and shutting it. And Bluetooth app control for cooking without interrupting your conversation. The Denali 605 Pro is not just a grill, it's an experience. A juicy, delicious, perfectly seared, medium-rare experience. Upgrade your backyard game with the Denali 605 Pro at monumentgrills.com. And don't miss out on $45 off with the code OUTSIDE45. From Outside Magazine, this is the Outside Podcast. There have been a lot of close shaves, parachute failures and avalanches and pinned in white water rapids and bitten by snakes and <laughs> cornered by sharks and crocs and, you know, rock falls and you name it. I mean, I look back on that it become a blur of things. There it is, perhaps the most recognizable voice in the world of adventure and survival entertainment, if not all of television. For 16 years now, Bear Grylls has been showing us how to survive in wild places. And for just as long, people have tried to imitate his accent and his apparent gusto for extreme discomfort. I'm Michael Roberts, and I've known Bear since almost the beginning of his run. I wrote a couple feature stories about him for Outside Magazine, and I produced an episode for this show about him back in 2018. When I picture Bear now, I still see what most people do, a guy dangling under a helicopter or eating something really, really disgusting, almost always with a smile. But if you actually step back and look closely at how the TV shows he makes have evolved, you'll also see someone who truly believes that going through difficult moments in extreme environments is the best way to prepare ourselves for the hard times in our everyday lives. If if people would say, what's the outdoors given to you? It's, it's, It's given me healing. It's just another weapon in my arsenal that's helped me so much over the years to keep going <laughs> you know it's no accident that I'm, my mantra has been never give up for so long but how do you do that where do you draw that strength from you know healing comes in many forms but nature wants to heal the sea heals us the mountains heal us challenging runs heal us long kayaks heal us you know all of this stuff it opens us up it creates connections and that is something that is universally available For today's episode, producer Patty O'Connell speaks with Bear about a topic that means a great deal to both of them, our mental health. Sitting in front of me right now on my desk is Bear Grylls' latest book, Mind Fuel, Simple Ways to Build Mental Resilience Every Day. It is exactly what it sounds like, a year's worth of daily bite-sized prompts to explore your relationship to topics like joy, trust, and courage. It sounds corny, I know. I was extremely skeptical when I first cracked it open, and I'm someone who is usually open to this kind of stuff, because 
I have faced serious mental health issues. But as soon as I started reading MindFuel, it became clear that this is not a puffy self-help guide by a celebrity. His co-author is Will Vanderhart, an Anglican priest, executive coach, and the director of the Mind and Soul Foundation. Bear and Will did their homework. They consulted with numerous psychiatrists and psychologists to put together a book that offers a very approachable practice to better mental health. What really makes MindFuel work, though, is the humility of its supposedly always upbeat superstar author. Have I had moments where I've had to ask for help? You know, how long is a podcast? <laughs> because <laughs> the truth is, it happens every day. Yeah. People go, God, you super positive. It's like, you've got to be joking. Nobody's, nobody's super positive at 4.30 in the morning when it's cold outside. And <laughs> nobody's super brave. Nobody's super determined. I mean, you get the odd person maybe who is, but generally they'd be insufferable and you're not going to want to hang out with them for long. You know, the, you know, the people you want to, you, you want humanity, you want the real stuff. And, yeah. you know, I've had many moments where I really struggle with self-doubt, struggle with, with confidence. You know, I've, I've experienced it many times filming, you know, I'm not a natural person in front of the camera. I really struggle with the cameras. You know, every time it's a battle for me to mm. go, okay, here we go. Come on. That's shocking to hear. For, for a guy who has made his career in front of the camera and, and done as well of, as you have. Well, I, I don't look at it like that. I look at it that I've made a career from adventure and the camera has just been an, an anxious inducing element <laughs> to tolerate. Being inherently camera shy is hardly the biggest mental hurdle that Bear has had to overcome. When he was 21 years old and serving in the British military, he nearly died in a skydiving accident in Kenya. His parachute failed to open, he slammed to the earth and fractured three vertebrae. Bear was in intense physical therapy for a year, and even today still manages pain due to his injuries. You know, definitely the months in hospital and rehabilitation were dark times for me, you know, having no all my physicality taken away and so close to being paralyzed and unable to reach a bathroom without severe pain and, and suddenly you know, my career and, and all my kind of adventure dreams in front of me were looking pretty bleak. And then there is what Bear describes as a tentpole moment in his life when he and his wife, Shara, both lost their fathers. Losing my dad at a young age when I was in my early 20s, just setting out, you know, was a real kind of real hard, hard life blow at a, at a vulnerable time, I think, when I was just kind of leaving the military, just just got married. Shara lost her dad 10 weeks before me. We were both super young. I've definitely felt adrift and pretty ill-equipped for everything in life. That early experience of pain and confusion stuck with Bear. And when he found success as a swashbuckling adventure hero, it compelled him to spread the message that we all go through tough times and that often getting outside can be a powerful tool for healing. You can see this play out in his TV shows. After his breakout hit, Man vs. Wild, concluded, Bear's subsequent shows had him guiding other people through wilderness experiences where they face their fears. In his ongoing Running Wild with Bear Grylls, he does this with celebrities like Kate Winslet and Ben Stiller. In a 10-episode series he made for Facebook in 2018, it was decidedly non-famous people, like a military veteran who'd lost his legs that Bear took climbing 
and a blind woman who Baron encouraged to sprint down the side of a volcano. A big driver in my life is to is to encourage people to be able to open up and share those vulnerabilities. Everybody has them. Everybody has these struggles. You rarely meet people who just never struggle. <laughs> and if you do, well, it's like you're not aiming up very high then because struggle is part of our DNA. It's where we're designed for it. We thrive in it, but we've got to not be scared of it. And I've always at heart gravitated to adventure in the outdoors. I think because it's always felt a natural restorative place. And I love that. Bear is quick to caution that for many people, getting into nature or taking on a big physical challenge is just one small step in a mental health journey. And it certainly can't take the place of therapy or other kinds of professional care. But he insists that it is always worth the effort to get out there. It's about trying to put you on the front foot. You know, we know that if you're physically fit, it's not going to solve everything, but it's going to put you on the front foot. It's going to give you that best chance. If you eat super healthy and you train well and you sleep well and you do all of that, you, you, you stand the best chance of being physically healthy. And I think it's the same with mental resilience. Yeah. Let's put the good stuff in. Let's keep you on the front foot. Yeah. Big journeys start with little steps, simple things that we can do that ultimately can change our life. You know, the emotional state might say, I don't want to go out. You know, I don't want to speak to a friend i don't want to climb this mountain whatever that everest is for the day but we have the ability to override that we have the ability to say i'm gonna set the alarm clock there i'm gonna try and go to the gym i'm trying to say no to drink i'm gonna try and say yes to we're gonna do this yes to whatever whatever little step it is that's gonna build positive stuff and that's really helped me because many times i don't feel like it is there something about physical adventures that strengthens our mental, emotional power. First of all, struggle develops our strength. When I talk about the wild healing, it, you know, it does all of these amazing things, but it's not free. It's not just gonna give it all to you. It's not gonna give you that light in your eye, that pride, that confidence. And there is a power to consciously saying, this is hard right now. This storm is brutal right now you know this is this is hard and i'm not i'm not hard my muscles haven't got bigger you know i still have the same doubts and everything but i know the power of sometimes gritting my teeth and being dogged and determined keeping going and refusing to let go and also it's okay not to be okay and the irony is not okay is okay right you know so it's like a backhanded thing you know so, yeah you know, yeah no not okay is just welcome to life. You know, if, if you know, yeah. <laughs> okay is when we're once That's one right. day in heaven, everything's perfect, but we ain't there yeah. yet. You know, we live in a, in a troubled world with difficult relationships and the wilds one mother lover of a place sometimes, and it's not always easy. The staple ingredients of a perfect summer are no secret. Sunshine, swimming, and backyard barbecues. The rest of it is just dressing on the side. So for the best summer, you need the best grill. And it doesn't get any better than Monument Grill's Denali 605 Pro, a premium six-burner smart gas grill that brings modern convenience to an age-old tradition. Crafted with stainless steel for durability, an infrared burner for faster, even heating, Bluetooth temperature monitoring, and a lid that lets you see what's going on on your grill without changing the temperature inside. It's a grill that's both sizzle and steak. 
Whether you're a seasoned grill master or just starting out, it's sure to impress. Your friends will be amazed by the Denali 605 Pro. Use code OUTSIDE45 for an exclusive discount and enjoy fast, free shipping. Bear Grylls spent a year and a half writing his new book, Mind Fuel, and the pages are filled with a lot of what we've come to expect from him, harrowing stories of survival and his never-give-up mantra. But he also encourages us to believe in the power of asking for help. This struck an emotional chord with me. At 29 years old, childhood trauma, anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, and alcoholism and drug addiction very nearly killed me. It was the lowest point in my life, and I know I would not be alive today if not for the intervention of friends and family. I've been in recovery since May of 2013 because of my community and inpatient treatment, sober living, therapy, and daily recovery tools and practices. Chief among them is talking about what is really going on inside my head and my heart. When I shared this with Bear, he told me that this was the kind of story that inspired him to write Mind Fuel. As you know, you're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone. There are many people out there. Yeah. You know, and look at you, Paddy. You're a, you're a rock star of a guy. You know, you're a strong guy with an incredible mustache. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never met a strong person who has an easy past. Yeah. It's why I wrote this book. You know, I wanted to be able to reach out to the regular people who kind of have been involved in some battles in life and they're clawing and fighting their way through it. And as you know, sometimes that's a journey. Yeah. It's rarely in a straight line. Sometimes it goes up and down a bit. But above all, I know that together we're stronger and um, the outdoors and outside and adventure community is incredible, as you know, mm. but it's uh, an, a powerful community of many fallen warriors. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and together we are stronger. Together we need each other. Bear has his own stories of leaning on others, including one that propelled his career. In 1998, just 18 months after the skydiving accident that nearly paralyzed him, Bear summited Mount Everest. He was only 23 years old, which at the time made him one of the youngest people to reach the top of the world, earning notoriety that would soon land him his first TV gig. But as he tells it now... The big lesson that he took away from the climb was that relying on people close to you is a very good thing. I look back to my time on Everest, three and a half months on that mountain, basically pretty well roped to my best buddy 24 hours a day. You know, Mick and me were rarely off a rope together. You know, whether it's sleeping intense or, you know, we were always connected. And I would never have climbed that mountain and many other mountains since on my own. Some people can, some people want to. I, I don't think I can, and I don't think I want to. You know, for me, those connections are the, are the raw strength. You have a best brother or sister alongside you in a true battle of survival. It's not one plus one equals two. You know, you have an exponential power and strength in terms, not just in terms of physicality and, and what you can build and what you can do, but in terms of what you can think and what you can plan and what you can imagine, what you can create, the, the bright light of hope that can keep you going. But it all is rooted in vulnerability. You know, you've got to be able to be vulnerable because the more vulnerable you are, the thicker that cord, that rope, that connection is. All this friendship and connection stuff sure can sound contradictory, 
Coming from a guy who made his name with a television show about him getting through gnarly wilderness scenarios on his own. But according to Bear, he's been preaching community all along. From my day one of filming, from those early Man vs. Wild days, I've been super aware of the link between survival and adventure and life and keeping going. I was never saying, look at me, I'm, I'm you know, it's, uh, it's one man's quest against the world because that's a, it's a, it's a, first of all, it's an empty quest. Yeah. It's a false endeavor and it's a lonely mountain. That's right. And I'm much more proud of a joint quest, a shared endeavor and a crowded summit, you know, because getting to the top on your own in life, in our career or whatever it is, is, is a lonely place. Yeah. You know, the power and the wealth in our life is always in relationships mm -hmm. and vulnerability and shared connection. You can do it on a therapist's couch and that's wonderful. There's also a, a raw healing power to sit around a campfire with a good friend and, and talk about the real stuff. Mm -hmm. Connection, friendship, humility, respect, helping each other, being honest. You know, these, these, these are root core qualities of survival, survivalists. They're core qualities, whether you're into kayaking or running or whatever, you know, a team, a team event, and they're core qualities for life. Of course, as anyone who's struggled with their mental health knows, simply having a supportive friend group won't magically pull you out of a dark place. Those voices in our heads that torment us are persuasive, and they can talk us out of everything we want to accomplish. For me, this is why I love big adventures outside, like long runs and full days of skiing. They put me toe-to-toe -to -toe with the voice in my head that tells me no, don't go, stop, quit. When we spoke about this, Bear and I both agree that if you work through that regularly, it can transform you. People go, are you positive all the time? No, but I, I've, I've now developed such a habit in my life of trying to tackle the day with positivity and enthusiasm. For me, it's like putting on a t-shirt. Today is gonna be hard. It's gonna have battles. I'm not always gonna feel in the mood, but I'm putting on this t-shirt that, that is of positivity. I'm putting on a pair of pants of enthusiasm and a, a, a pair of socks of never give up. And I think if we do the positive, stuff long enough it becomes us one of the bewildering things about mental health struggles is this idea that we are terminally unique that no one could ever understand what we are feeling or thinking you know there have been times in my life where i was in such a dark place that i felt like i could not share what was going on it was an impossibility it felt like to me the phone felt like it weighed a thousand pounds mm. uh talking to someone face to face felt you know, harder than running through uh, like a brick wall. Hmm. What advice do you have for folks who are thinking and feeling like that? First of all, that your journey is a particularly intense, hard one, you know, but look at you now, you know, look at you now. It's from small steps. And I think why this sort of conversation is so important for people is to know that you're no different. That the great lie is that yours is deeper yeah. and harder and darker than anything. It's a great lie. It is. Everybody, everybody face struggles. It might not be as dark a mountain or dark a valley, but everybody faces struggles. And the more we can share it, however strong you think people are, you know, often the people we think are the most strong are the most struggling. You know, if you just work from the premise that everybody you encounter, 
all day, every day, is facing monster battles. Mm-hmm. It's an incredibly kind of empowering thing because it's like we're in this together, and therefore I can show you my stuff if if you share yours. And I think you you talking about all of that stuff is is beautiful and it's powerful because many people will relate to that. They go, you know, my, my, it might not be as intense, but but I get it. I get it. Sometimes just speaking to a friend or seeing a friend is incredibly hard. And many of us hide behind stuff. You know, we hide behind what we're good at. You know, we hide in our jobs. Yeah. But we avoid the confrontation because struggle is difficult. That's why it's called struggle. It's difficult. It's hard. Mm-hmm. But when we do it, you embrace the struggle and you try and put a tiny little positive steps in and, uh, and start to pick the tiny little fruit from those positive steps, you know. And if I suppose if I was beside you right in that moment when you're going just to see a friend is incredibly hard, you know, maybe maybe it's like, well, I'll, I'm with you now. Mm. It's like, let's just keep it simple. Let's just keep it small. Let's maybe maybe face face too hard. Maybe just sh- maybe a text, you know, that I've got you. You're amazing. You know, let's 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 plan something. Let's maybe meet later to, in the week. You know, however baby these steps are, we build strength. Bear Grylls can walk across a desert with no supplies and be okay. He can eat super gross stuff and be okay. And he can trudge the path of positive mental health with tiny steps of doing the next right thing. But what I find most interesting about him is that he is absolutely convinced that the rest of us are just as capable of doing all these things. Please know that I'm not nearly as mentally or physically or emotionally strong as you might imagine. I am very average. In fact, I'm probably below average. And I don't just say that sort of with a sort of, you know, this is not false modesty speaking. This is this is truly what I feel. You know, every day I meet better climbers, better survivalists, better skydivers, better this, better TV hosts. You know, the TV makes everything look great. The music's playing. They edit out the trips, the fools, the mistakes, the failures. Yeah. But I can tell you, my life, my heart is riddled with them and I don't apologize for them. Right. I've got many scars, marks, wrinkles inside and out. Yeah. But the beautiful thing is those very things are our stories and they are our connections and they are also our strength. That was Bear Grylls speaking with producer Patty O'Connell. Bear's new book is Mind Fuel. Simple Ways to Build Mental Resilience Every Day. Patty produced this episode, which was edited by me, Michael Roberts. Music by Robbie Carver. This episode was made possible by our Outside Plus members. Learn more about all the benefits of membership, including early entry to theaters for the Warren Miller Film Tour at outsideonline.com slash pod plus. We're offering a 50% discount to new members through November 13th. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today. Good luck with the rest of uh, your interviews on the book tour. And also good luck growing a more robust mustache. It's not particularly robust now. But <laughs> <laughs> so we're back on, on Running Wild in a couple of days. And the crew are going, Bear, are you going to shave the mustache? No. I'm saying go fuck yourself. It's staying. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I bet it's the most viewed episode you have your entire career, sir. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.